Welcome to the Finding Union podcast. This is a co-creation of divine guidance, ineffable intelligence, and the human identities of the bringers of change to activate a remembering within humanity with the information shared. The topics and the words spoken in these episodes will allow for the activation within each individual to create a deeper connection with others, self, and ultimately creator. Bringing new perspectives, this podcast will trigger a greater understanding to what the human experience's purpose is. As you continue to listen to these conversations, you will be activated into purging the falsities of your mind, allowing your identity to dissolve, bringing more authenticity into your daily life. Here you will receive universal downloads, consciousness, and a place of remembering the true love of unconditional source connection. Thank you from all spaces throughout the universe for allowing yourself to connect deeply with the information being shared. Here is your host, Conduit of Universal Truth, Danielle Butler. Welcoming to the Finding Union podcast, Naomi Kennedy, who is a metaphysical life coach. And she is a beautiful sister of mine and a dear friend that has been a beautiful mirror in my life experience. And I'm so, so honored to have her in this conversation. Welcome, Naomi. Awesome. Thank you, Gia. It's nice to be here. It's lovely to, yeah, expand the waters and different audiences and see what comes about. You are one of the most unique creatures, I would say, that I have witnessed in my human experience thus far um, and I feel completely honored to have connected with you in such a deep level and to receive your gifts and it makes me a little bit curious to know what one a metaphysical life coach is because I haven't heard you express this before and I would love to hear your expression of what that is and how it came into your field and your embodiment. Hmm. Um, so metaphysical life coaching is, uh, it's true life coaching. It's working with all of your energetic bodies, your past lives, and all aspects of your life. So relationship, business, and every aspect of your life. So this is where I coined, well, I didn't coin it. I was called a metaphysical life coach. Um, so I was up in Darwin, um, in 2020 early 2020 and i had just left bali and came to the realization that i'm a business community consultation coach and that that's something that i have just developed over the years in my 20 plus years of doing facilitation with groups and organizations and working within different communities mostly minority communities and um and that this process of using community in a mission statement uh, and having this beautiful mission statement, but then the actual lack of integrity and values of what it means of community attendance is just something that I can bring to people that are using that in their business model and desire to have that, that aren't actually because they're still staying in a hierarchical structure. So I came into Darwin and was staying with a woman and was blessed with a room and then a room to do readings. 
and a ridiculous amount of clients coming through and also making sure that she was hitting her life goals for her health, her spirituality, um, all these things that were going on. And so I was on, you know, management of groceries and food and making sure she was drinking her three liters of water before she headed to work. And then we were organizing my schedule and then we were doing our breath work and night walk on the beach and then doing our mantras and then our morning yoga and then our grounding exercises and <clears throat> certain points. Uh, she wanted to kick me in the head because she <laughs> was has a lot of things going on it. Um, in the ways that she did, she does her movements. But uh, one of her friends had been bugging her for a period of time, who's the other woman that ended up supporting me through COVID, um, to get a life coach because she'd been taking her Navigator's Prime life coaching training. And she's like, you need a life coach. You need a life coach. And she was resisting that. And then the one day she looked at me and she's like, I don't need a fucking life coach. I've got a metaphysical life coach. She's like, I see the logo. She's like, it looks like this. And you, you, that's, you're my life coach. You're my metaphysical life coach. And I was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, I guess that is what I do. Because I look at all aspects of nutrition. I look at all aspects of what your personal goals as far as artistic goals, like things that your soul needs to do. I look at your relationship dynamics, the mediation, communication styles, and I love to set goals and work with you on your goals on all of those levels. And so one of the things I did was a certain stage was they used to get people to breathe in and assign colors to the steps. And then what the different colors were, were assigned like red would be relationships, yellow is your, you know, I have a business goal or like these kind of things, whatever your goals are. And then we would break those colors down into their goals. Then we would break down, depending on your schedule, what is realistic for you to manage. And um, that, in a nutshell, is metaphysical life coaching. So if you want to develop bigger into what is my healing gift, you know, I want to do tarot, I want to channel, I know I work with crystals, I've got something over here. Um, then we go into the layers of, okay, what is ancestral reverence? How do we, on the ground level, find out who our ancestors are? But how do we also go up into the spirit realm and connect to the ancestors and separate the hungry ghosts from the ancestors and conduct healing and then communication with them? And then how do you set up ancestral altar? And then how do you innately come to know what medicines are already in your blood? And then how do we connect and clear from your past lives and gather your star seed aspects, your soul parts that are stuck, that are actually pieces from the stars, get those free, and then really align to the star that you are to be here at this time in this incarnation. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It's, um, you know, there's so many different layers that you work over. And as you're sharing, it's like, these are the things that I've navigated in my own personal experience on my own. And when I look at how much work is involved in finding all of these pieces and parts and, and, you know, recently you've been a big role and reflection for me in um, along the ancestral and the past life sort of healing components that hadn't come into my field very much before that or not consciously at least. And when you look at how much information is there to start to embody your gifts in this um, in, in, in this experience, there's there's a huge amount of work to be done. So how do you find, like, do you just meet people where they're at or do you, like, how do you know how much to work with somebody and how do you navigate such a big experience in a coaching, like, um, relationship? 
Well, I, I differentiate um, what would be best for what person. And then I offer them the package of what I think would be the best for them to begin with. Um, because, and it's usually about a two-year process. Is really real, realistically what people uh, need to have in their awareness that this is that your apprenticeship and spirit is twenty years, and it's it's not a two year. It's a you know a weekend, a three month thing, and all of a sudden you're woo. You know it's it's twenty years in my, in the teachings of my Kwakwaka'wakw elder, and I'm. I started on this path really intensely, really into the spirit aspect of it in 2012. But I started on the personal process, the health process, being in tune with my body in about 2007 and realizing like what foods affect my mood, realizing my sleep schedule, looking into like the psychology, Jungian psychology aspect of stuff. So when I meet a client, um, I do intuitive medical process. So I look at like, where are they at? What level of metaphor can they handle? What container would be functional for them? And I get the whole layout, but then it comes into being patient and waiting until the request is and they're ready for that. And um, and then I've come to realize like my larger initiation container um, that is a year and a day process requires a insane amount of discipline and requires someone that has like at base level multiple years you know already level two reiki minimum plus 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 to even be able to handle the initiation and even my lower levels that are masters in reiki you know for a bunch of years are still getting tossed through the works as they're doing the initiation and need all this variety of support so as I'm experimenting and learning about different capacities, um, I'm coming to understand that there needs to be space for a, a period of philosophy mm-hmm. so that even the, just the base consciousness can expand to what is on the universal level and, and then from there be able to expand into accepting what is the next layers of the work. And then even when you're in it, like the the reassurance the the different kinds of sessions that you need for the different reactions from the different beings and the different stuff that comes up and then the the kind of metaphor that the person needs and the kind of ritual that the person needs to be able to accept that assistance to be able to move through the next layer that they're accelerating through at quite a rapid rate even though to some to sign up for a container that's a year and a day it's like oh that's a long time and it's like you you it's a marathon, but that's the truth of life. You know, we're, we're going to live 100 years if we take care of ourselves. That's just a base reality. But most people have accepted this like, oh, I'll be lucky if I make it to 60. And it's like, are you serious? Like, we're humans. Like, 100 years is no big thing. Like, we can do that. And it just requires discipline. It requires maintenance. It requires integrity. And you've got to make those changes to your internal created realities and adjust as you go forward because you're the master of those realities. Mm-hmm. And anytime you say, no, I'm not God running the show. Oh, I don't. Then, then you're keeping yourself in your lower chakras and you never are stepping out of being covered by grace, mm-hmm. but ignorance is bliss. And you can never force a person onto the path of spirit because once you step onto the path of spirit, that's when shit gets real. And that's when shit gets dangerous. And so you never push someone into something that they're not ready for because they have to be able to face it 
and at the different levels, the different initiations, the different processes that go through, you can lose your life if you do not have the strength and you don't humble yourself in the moment where the panther comes out across the river and makes eye contact with you. And you look at that black panther and you're like, and if in that moment you realize I don't have the strength for this initiation and you bow down, there's no shame in that. She disappears and she waits for another day for when you come back again to see if you're ready. And like, yeah, I, I didn't, <laughs> Black Panther initiation is a lot more than, than I ever expected it to be. I knew it would be hard, but when she crashed through a session, probably about 2018 and was like everybody out of the fucking way, I'm with her. Then, then I got to depths that, that I haven't been since I was a teenager and since I was a child and where I literally didn't know if this life was, if I was capable to continue to live. And it was intense and everything around me died and I ended up in Australia. And here we are now. And uh, yeah, I'm through the Black Panther. We're good. We made it. But um <laughs> Yeah, there's always there's always more. There's always different initiations. There's different levels, and you just have to meet people where they're at, and then just like assess and identify like what is the metaphor, where they're at, what kind of philosophy, psychology, what what do they need, and what approach do they need? How firm do they need it? How soft? How funny? Um, do they need it to be able to hear the messages and get it to drop? And um, accept the assistance and and begin to build the muscles because you never want to have someone have you on a pedestal because then you're still in a hierarchical power structure you want circles of circles of circles and you want to empower people so much so that they don't even realize that you're leading them and that's where you you want to lead from is more from the Taoist viewpoint which is that you you know plant the seed then you leave you come back you water it a little bit then you leave and then they come back and, and they're, you know, they're like, look at this fruit I have that I like, I grew this myself. And then you got to check your ego and be like, wow, what beautiful fruit. That's incredible. You know, it looked like I have a forest over there and I dropped that seed off. But, you know, you, did, you didn't notice that because you've never actually took the time to wander through my forest. And it's not about me. It's about you feeling so stoked about what is growing in your garden and feeling so empowered that your circle is being fed, is being nurtured, and you're standing in this beautiful reciprocal ability to receive and nurture and receive and nurture. And then, yeah, you you know, little bird drops by again and drops a little seed and, and then another something sprouts up and you have this interest in this now. And so you know how to tend to this kind of seed. And then at another point, you come, like, you come back through and all of a sudden they're growing things that you've never had before. And then you can meet them at this level of like cross-pollinating seeds and being like oh cool okay well over here I had these guys and if we could bring one of them closer and get the breeze to come through which is not a problem you can totally ask the wind to do whatever you want then you can like cross-pollinate and see what happens together and that's the my favorite stuff is when you move into like synergistic relationships where you come together with someone and you get pregnant with something that neither of you know what it's going to look like and it's just mm. so so amazing you know and the options are so beautiful so i try to develop containers and assess and i'm just in the process of refining what my screening process would be for some of my larger things and then what is my things for the babies 
you know, the little birds that have really big heads and, you know, and, and are powerful, but their spectrum of power is about yay big. And then the thing with power is that as you grow, that's where you get imposter syndrome is because then you get, you have this huge amount of power, but then you also have this awareness of I fucking, I don't know this. As for before, you knew this and you didn't know this. And so it wasn't that intimidating. But then as you size up in power, all of a sudden you don't know all this. And you and then you start to question if you even have any power at all. And as far as some of the people on this planet that are still doing the big work that we don't even get to see, we're still little birds. You know, I'm like still in our apprenticeship. And even my elder the other day was saying, moments where she was very greatly humbled realizing like the level of shape-shifting and the level of like attendance from these these people that she had met at this gathering that like they were consciously working with her from the ethers at a distance her whole life and just like this awareness of how like little bird she still was even though she she carries big fucking medicine and it's just like whoa Mm -hmm. and yeah, so it's it's a beautiful process, and and then just yeah, seeing what is necessary, what is spirit requesting of me, what is my sole purpose, and not getting distracted, uh, aiding people to rise in theirs, and then losing myself in the fact that I'm here to create art, and I'm here to create bring spirit to the masses, and I I walk with the philosophy of the theosophist, which is that art the artist's role is to bring spirit to the masses. It. It, I love the way that you communicate because of all of the references to things that most people, like metaphors, right? And the way that you communicate in story. And um, it's so different to the way I communicate and, and I guess many other people would have heard. So one of the things of a question that came up was around the Black Panther. And then I also want to touch on something around um, the baby bird piece but the Black Panther, is that a metaphor of like a dissolving of some level of your identity and going through like the shadow work and going into the darkness to come into your power? Is that how you, like, is that how you would explain it for someone who maybe hasn't, um, that's listening that maybe needs a little bit more of a mainstream view of awakening? <laughs> Um, so Black Panther it comes out of the out of North America. There was panthers in Florida up until they were hunted all the way down. Um, Black Panther medicine is also from Central America down into South America. And so the jaguar initiations of the medicine people that down there is that the jaguar literally eats you. And it's a very intense initiation to become jaguar medicine. And so first, you've got to be consumed by jaguar and even go through the process of because jaguars hunt both uh, at the waters and in the in the canopy. They have the most diverse of all the animals for what they eat, and they hunt easily in the water and out of in the canopy as well. So this gives that type of medicine many, many means to develop itself. So if you look at like a spirit animal that's working with you, you also look at its predators and its prey. Jaguars have no predators except for humans, and humans are just as much on the meal list as anybody else. The other thing that's unique about jaguars is that they're the only big cat that comes down through the cranium. They have the strongest of the jaws of the cats, so they have the strongest words of spirit animals. 
and they come down through the top of the cranium, they head for the crown chakra, and then they consume from there. And they, other cats, cheetahs suffocate, they don't drop blood. Lions go for the throat, tigers go for the throat, they go for the voice, and they suffer, and they do some kind of to the throat, leopards as well. But jaguars come right for the top of the skull and go right for the crown chakra and come right in through the consciousness. So they have huge medicine to do with that as well as because they have that diverse food, they go into the water, into the emotion, and then they bring it back to a grounded place. Then they go up to a high space to, to process. And so they have this advancement of all these different animal medicines that they have and this awareness of into the emotion, grounded emotion up into the high levels. And they really cover a spectrum that most animals don't. So jaguar initiations alone um, to attain jaguar medicine is, is pretty intense. And like I said, their initiation that they show is like that the shaman gets eaten by the jaguar and the jaguar warriors were a very distinct sect of warriors that didn't get to have a life. You lived in the jungle in a jaguar hide, sitting and waiting, protecting always the community. And so a lot of people that were initiated in past lives into jaguar medicine don't want to do the jaguar warrior thing again because they want to have a family, they want to have a life, they want to be in community, not of service to community always. So there's always interesting catches to different medicines. And then black panther is going even deeper because they're a rare genetic anomaly that happens. You can have two regular jaguars and they can pop out a black panther pup. And it just is something that just happens at random. So it's more like a deep, dark, mystery, divine, feminine aspect of the jaguar medicine. And it's more in the feminine because it's the dark, it's the mystery. And then it's a deeper occultism connection to the mother earth and to the divine feminine. Then it as for the jaguar itself is more solar and masculine. So the black panther initiation has more to do with the feminine and surrender and trusting that you cannot see. So when I first got to Australia, I'm used to singing. <laughs> I really am. But it was just like, you can see one step ahead. And I was like, yeah, but like, I have to like, I have a return flight to Canada and I like don't want to. So like, I need to like figure out like canceling my flight and stuff. And they're like, no, go to Bali. And I was like, yeah, but I have this retreat that I'm supposed to go to with my wife, but I don't have a wife and I don't know like how that, and they're like, shut up and go to Bali. And then like three days before I was supposed to go, I was like, Tinder, there's a wife, anybody? Like, you know, and then I met a bunch of things that were supposed to be my wife and it wasn't my wife. And then it was like, then I like went to the retreat and told everybody I had a wife and I didn't have a wife. And then I got drunk, which I don't drink. And then I was like, I have to leave this retreat because now I'm lying, which is against my integrity. And like, and then I found someone who was willing to be my wife. And then, I, but then I was like, no, this is, I'm out of integrity for, I should not have in the first place agreed to this. And I should have just not like, so just like, and then, yeah, coming back into Australia, I dropped back into Australia, I had two weeks before I was supposed to leave and then flight canceled, COVID cancellation insurance kicks in. And I was like, oh, okay, well, and for most of my trip, it has been this like surrender, surrender, surrender. Do you trust us? Will you go swimming in crocodile waters? Will you listen so deeply 
will you trust us to protect us? Can you listen? And I was like, I'm really anxious about this because like I could get eaten. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but you listen. And then I'm in the water and I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I'm so protected. And they're like, don't splash. That's how you attract the crocs. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And they're like, shut up and surrender. You see nothing. You know nothing. You trust. And I was just like, okay, I trust. I trust. I trust. And I was like, this is intense. I could get eaten. And they're like, yeah, exactly. Black Panther initiation, you could die if you don't listen and surrender and listen articulately to what you're being told to do every moment being present with what needs to be done next. That's it. And then just do the next thing. Then we'll show you the next step. So it's like, go pee, go eat, and then we'll tell you what you need to do. <laughs> like, so it's so Black Panther is much more in that like mystery aspect of the divine feminine where it's the void, anything can come out. You don't know where you're gonna end up when you go into a black hole. But we know that there are portals. We know that they you go places. We know that you can shift dimensions. As for regular Jaguar is solar. It's in the sun, it's the masculine. You make a linear plan. You go get what you want, you do your do, and you get this and then you get that and you get this and you go in the water and then you come to the canopy and then you, and you get your variety of things that you're needed. And um, yeah, so Black Panther is just just a little bit, it's more in the feminine. And this is where we've softened embracing and hunting out the stuff that was the trauma on my, on my female in my form and my psyche. And then coming to embrace that and honor her and come into being comfortable being a woman in this incarnation. That makes it's, um It's really like for me it's fascinating having coming from the way that I've received information and uh, the way that I communicate and the you know the initiations that I have had are completely different to like the, the information and the wisdom and the amazing stuff that you know um, and the knowledge that you have around this and how I can and, and I'm sure many people that are listening will be able to connect those dots especially when you reference like the masculine and feminine so like the waters being the emotion and the body and then the you know the trees and the jungle being those high levels of awareness and consciousness and bringing those together and being in in both of those um places at different times to um be strong in your direction forward and um although i haven't heard um this 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 Black Panther medicine before I can reference a lot of my own journey in the reflections that you've said and how you've shared that. And one of the questions that came up was actually more around the Black Panther. And because the collective is, say, more in the masculine and we're coming into a more feminine flow way of being to connect and to bring this into more presence and and to shift the consciousness do you feel that that is the medicine that a lot more people will be embodying um like this at, at this point in time or is that like or is does it matter like does it really matter is there just as many people doing this masculine sun version as uh, of the jaguar or as the black panther in this more dark feminine of the unfolding of what's next because from the information that i've received in from my guides and from higher levels of the ninth dimension it's like the way forward for all of us is to meet the present moment 
And so as you meet the present moment, you're like not too far in the future and you're not looking behind you. You're like in what's here now and what's here now will give you those things to reflect on in the past and it will give you an awareness of the future. Um, So I'd love to hear your interpretation on that from what you know and what your um, awareness is around all of that. Mm -hmm. So at large, as a collective consciousness, we're just breaking through the heart. And as far as animals and their choice of initiation, that will, it goes down to finding your ancestry and finding the animals that are in your, in your area and loving and honoring all aspects of the trees, the animals at every level, understanding that the, the tiny little mouse medicine is just as important as the jaguar medicine, that working on crane medicine is just as powerful, that working on, you know, your, like lizard medicine that's coming through or the snake medicine, because you look at the animal kingdom, it's ginormous. And we have a lot of people looking over at other people's cultures and going, oh, look at their cool outfits. And then they learn about theirs and they're like, mine looks stupid. Our dance is dumb. We have like, we honor a grouse and we do this funny little butt dance, like, or we like hold antlers and go up and down and like, you know, and then we're like, I don't want that. I want theirs. They look cool. They look badass. But that's not the way. It's about finding the truth of your earth walk, the beings that your family, your ancestors, the supernaturals that your families honored and the ways that they had their really cool regalia and the reasons why and not shaming and saying, well, that's not powerful enough. It's not cool enough. I don't want that. I want that guy's over there and coming into loving all aspects and knowing that we're all masculine and feminine within us. And it's about we're living in an indoctrinated culture that is hierarchical and that honors the linear masculine that produces and it hurts everyone. And it's not good for anyone to not be softening, doing the self-care, loving yourself, dressing in the weird ways that you want to, putting a dinosaur tail on Wednesdays, you know, bunny ears because you want to, showing up in somebody's ceremony in what you feel like, even if you're like, oh, I'm out of place because I'm not wearing the hippie things or I'm out of place because I'm to this or that, but showing up with the truth of the way that you're being requested to shine in the way that makes you feel confident and in the way that no matter what's going on around you, you stand in your radiant power of what you are and who you are and you don't shy away. And if someone goes, you're wearing like Halloween bunny ears and it's like, yeah, because my ancestors love the lunar hair and it's actually Ostara and she comes down and leaves these four little colored eggs. And then when you wipe them clean at Easter, then you get to see what the blessings from all the grandmothers were. Cause my family did Kitsaki, whatever the fuck it was called, the little egg painting thing. And the actual traditions behind that are the four seasons and the blessings that the women put on throughout the year. And really right now, I, all I can afford is a pair of dollar store bunny ears and we're all honoring our ancestors here. So today Ostara wanted to come and uh, this is what showed up. So this is where I'm at. This is what I got. Nobody's making my regalia anymore for me. And so I've got to make bits and bobs out of what I can find and just honor what it is that is in me. And it's that confidence. It's that, you know, just willingness to arrive and who gives a fuck what anybody fucking thinks because I know who I am and I know my medicine and even if i can't locate i know i'm native 
And but then it's there is the keys of Tay digging where so that you can stand in that truth in your full sovereignty. Like at this point, I can't locate, but if I speak to my ancestors, they're like you're Zuni, you're part of Hopi, you're Navajo, you're also English, you're also Irish, you're also Scottish, you're Pennsylvania Dutch. Well, we're actually French, where we thought we were German. But then you do have this like little bit of Eastern European, Bulgarian, that actually hid in Germany for a period of time after they got slaughtered. And then this and this and this and this, and then there's a bunch of countries that if you got a map, we can show you where they are, but they've been consumed by Russia at this point. So it's classified as Russia, but we were from there and we called ourselves this and we worship these things. And when you start unpacking and it's like, oh, and you have Maori in you. Oh, and you do have some Aboriginal from here, from the slave trade. And you do have South East African in you from when the slave trade got all mixed in North America. And then you got paled out at the Horn of Africa and then sold into North America. And then you got paled out some more. And then here we are pale. And but every ancestor doesn't matter. One drop is all it takes for them to find you and share their medicine and their teachings with you and love you. So it's about that, like honoring and finding and knowing the truth of who you are and in the face of a culture that is currently blind. Mm -hmm. Oh, feel that deep. Um, one of the, the questions I have around that specifically, um, rather interesting, I've got an ancestral kit that's sitting on my bench right now. Um, so you've given me my third confirmation to complete that today. Um, but also around the concept of we are everything and that we can tap into all sources of all information. And if I am all things and I am all medicine and I am all energies, then what, why is it important for an individual to know their like physical DNA structure or their ancestral uh, lineage from a more, I guess, physical standpoint of what is held in their vessel for this lifetime. So you're speaking to um, dualism versus non-dualism. Mm -hmm. So the importance of that is the concept of oneness of one, all one soul, so that you know that you are your neighbor, your trigger is actually you, you're, you're judging yourself. Mm -hmm. um, the importance of knowing the horse though, is so that the horse can identify because you're half human uh, you're half earth and you're half star and the horse needs to know who they are and the horse has ancestral trauma so it's really easy to spiritual bypass and say i'm all one and the nice thing about ancestors is that they're starving right now so if you wanted to pick up a chinese kit and start learning about chinese ancestry and do chinese medicine the chinese ancestors will fucking come in and give you all the gifts they don't care because they're hungry for people to rever them properly but the fact is that if you go to your blood, you clear out the shame that you have because what your ancestors did as being part of the slave trade or did in this, that, or the other, that got them cursed and sent to the different places in their protection of their lands. And you clear all that shame out, then you can really stand on deeply rooted into earth while you hold the stars. And then you can really bring the star energy to the earth and the earth energy to the star and not have to deal with all these little tidbits that are going to work their way out when you bump into another horse 
And then your ancestors start wigging out, saying, they stole our cow. And I'm like, fuck them. And then you start this relationship, and it's really beautiful and lovely. And the next thing you know, it's blowing up over this one sentence, and you can't forgive them. And rah, 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 rah. And that's the stuff of the horse. And it's the roots of the tree, though, because as you expand larger into your soul stuff and your, your lineage in the stars, then you have to have the foundation and the roots. So you will naturally parallel. If you look at a tree's growth, their branches parallel their, their root structure. And so as you're growing, you have to, you are going to crash into your ancestral garbage. And you can try and spiritual bypass it all you want. But in the yogic teachings, it is all about presence. And there is these processes where if you are just present, then you can burst the skis which are the th seeds of crap, the patterns that are put in by trauma, past lives, the things that are in the Maya that are meant to distort you from being aligned with the truth of what you're here to bring. And you can, there's so many ways to do that. You don't have to be conscious with the process. You can just have that fight with your boyfriend, um, you know, and then like take three months to forgive them. And then all of a sudden everybody's better, but you know, or you could go into it as soon as it, it activates, realize that they murdered you in a past life, and forgive them and yourself for the oopses that went on there between all the things. Maybe it's ancestral, maybe it's not, because the soul jumps. The horse doesn't always incarnate. The horse will keep incarnating through the same bloodlines, but the soul has the option to hop, and our body is separated into three sections of soul. So when we die, the bottom part goes back into the earth, then the middle part goes into a space in nature. That's why they deforest places. When they come in, they remove the old growth. And that's also why they move people to reserves, even if it's only four miles away from their original territory. Mm. Because then you can't go to those places and hear your ancestors in the creeks, in the rivers. This is why they also cover up creeks, reroute rivers, change things. Because then it makes it funky for you to be able to understand what your truth of your medicine is. Why they took us from Scotland, England, and dropped us in Australia. And then say, you know what? You're Australian. Forget about all that past be an Australian, be a good little slave. You don't need to know what your ancestry is, all that stuff, because then you'd get angry and you might stand up and fight back and step out of the system, which is mental enslavement, because they do not want critical thinkers. They want dogs. And currently they got a lot of them, but you go from dog to bird to Naga. And, we, and the Naga just got reenacted in India for the first time in a long time because the Nagas were all through Europe originally. And then they went and hid and kept safe. But now it's time for that level of consciousness that comes with the Naga because dogs are smart and instinctual, but it's a hierarchical structure. Birds, kaka, are a little bit higher. They have more sight. They have amazing smell, but they're still responsive. Their wings are actually like hair. And they'll like literally in their sleep, if a snake starts coming up the tree, they'll hop. And it's more of a reactive instinct. And so it's more deeper in the body, feeling sensory around you with this sight. And this consciousness is different. And this ability to fly through the words, the thoughts, that the, the, and you're not just stuck to the ground like the dog is. But then when you shift into the Naga consciousness, the serpent cobra consciousness, the dragon consciousness, that's where then it gets really hard to grasp by the physical because you live in this otherly world place. And by the Cree, they call it dual vision. And I've seen the Aboriginals here do it like next level. Like I've never experienced people looking me in the eye and speaking through the crowd of communication that's going on to me in dual vision before. 
and being like, interesting, you know how to do this, hey? And it was like, holy fuck, that is fucking next level awareness of dual vision and communication of the ways that we can when we come into our dragon consciousness, we awaken our kundalini and we can shift from dog, bird to naga. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I think it's like for a lot of people that would be really hard to even comprehend and understand um, because of, you know, like it's so, it could be so far from their current reality. And, um, you know, you can only see where you're at to like, just to some ability until you expand and your awareness shifts and you might have like an, uh, an ability to see the possibility of it, but to like really understand the, the potential of exactly what you just shared until that drops into your field and you embody it it's um it's, it can be quite challenging um which I feel some of this will be quite challenging for people to receive but I know for me this conversation has um, yeah really confirmed a lot of what I'm seeing in the collective uh, currently like this just so many pieces even um around the self-expression of um being able to just show up in your full authentic nature and um i was out um, camping this weekend and that was what i really witnessed i witnessed so many beings coming into their full authentic expression in so many ways and the beauty that that gives others right so it's like when you stand in your full expression it gives permission for others to do the same and observing this gift that is flowing energetically through someone having enough courage to stand in their truth um and it was just such a beautiful confirmation of of this witnessing that I received over the weekend and the ability that you know you being in your authentic truth and the way that you share like so um (laughs) so uniquely like the way you share the medicine is just so so unique and the way that you do that I feel is just such a contribution to others to really find those parts of themselves and know that it's okay to express in all forms even like you know expressing with swearing and and play and humor and and all of these things that this experience is meant to be all the things like you know we're meant to have all of the things we're meant to be able to um experience every energy and I think that you're an amazing embodiment of that. And I just want to really witness you in that, in your expression today. Um, yes, yeah, so much. So. And that all of us can have a metaphysical life. And at the collective right now, Deo Dova, return of the bird tribe. Collective consciousness is shifting into Kaka, into the bird. So now for some reason, we don't know why, but we just need to jump because we're responding to the body. And we're seeing that on the collective, that people are just starting to listen and they're coming into their bird. So Return of the Bird Tribe is a perfect example of where the collective is right now. And then we've got these odd little people that are shifting into being like, oh, I've got a dragon somewhere. 
Oh, well, there's more here. What is this? And then they're leading the way to show. But first, you, you got to get out of the dog. Dog eat dog. But we're seeing on collective people are waking up to that. And they're like, I can just fly away from something that threatened me because I can feel it. And I can just trust that my body will just move me to the space that I need to when I need to, even if I'm sleeping. And yeah, we can live metaphysical lives because we are. So we might as well enjoy the sweetness of all the truth of it is. Mm. And yeah, come to embrace our nationhood. Because we can't honor someone else's nationhood if we can't honor our own. It'll cause us a sense of lack and jealousy at how innately they know themselves. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's such a beautiful piece. The understanding of um, bringing the horse, which the reference to, I guess, the, the physical form and the stars together um, because I, a lot of the people that I do have on this podcast are often working in the stars um, mm -hmm. and understanding the energetics and the masculine and the feminine and, and, and for me too it's been a really big challenging part of accepting my humanity and seeing that that is the gift and, and not resisting the human experience. And I think that that's a really important part of being able to fly as well as like mm -hmm. the, the trust component of we're here for, you know, for this, this is a part of the reason why we're here. And so why are we pushing it away instead of just trusting and surrendering to it mm -hmm. and being with all of the beautiful offerings that unfold from that. Um, and when you, can come into a place of accepting the physical and the metaphysical and spiritual and the energetics, then you're able to have more peace and ease and flow in, in your experience. Um, when you were coming of age, you were given your horse and horses take four years to ride. So you have to attend to your horse, you have to feed your horse, you have to love your horse. And then at four years, you're able to get on your horse and you knew your connection through spirit by riding your horse. There was no bridles. There was no braking. It was complete mutual respect to the point that, that horse would jump over a crevice for you. That horse would ride into battle with you because you were one with this horse. And when you did that, you became the eight pointed star. And when the horses first got shipwrecked and ended up in North America, the indigenous people met the horse. And the Lakota immediately identified that connection, that if you respect the horse, you get to be even closer to spirit and you become the eight-pointed star when you get on top of your horse. Mm. So we're here to love the horse, not punish the horse for being a horse and learn how to attend to the horse and give that horse the little morning massage and the hugs and the kind of things that the horse wants for its hair and and honor all the uniqueness in the, in the patterns of their fur and, and come to ride them so that we can become this eight pointed star mm -hmm. and really know what is the truth of connection to spirit when you're fully in tune with another. Mm, beautiful. Ah, my heart's really open to that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, for anyone that's really resonating to connecting with you, how can um, the people that are viewing this podcast get in touch with you through social media, websites? Can you share your offerings quickly and, and where people can contact you? 
Beautiful. Yeah. So um, Facebook is my primary platform. Um, N period healing services, past life redemptions, and then a plus sign. I love puns. Um, N period joy healing on Instagram. And then in the next little bit here, um, it'll be the rainbow rose will be my website that I launch. It's not currently up, but right now you could probably contact Gaia here, ask her to put you in touch with me. I don't mind if you add me as a personal friend on Facebook and then just drop into a chat together and then we can go from there with what is the possibilities of where you want to start, whether it's with some basic business coaching stuff, relationship coaching stuff, you want to learn some tarot, or if you want to get ready to see and explore, okay, what is my past life of redemption? What is a echidna about some of this trauma from this life and past lives? Or if it's, um, I want to experience an event. I have an event coming up with Leith James on October 1st called Echo. And it's a mix between music and art therapy. So it's very much for just mindfulness tools, exercises, really gentle, not so woo, um, beautiful way to approach materials, have fun and play. So that'll be offered on the Gold Coast. And then I'll also be up at that gathering in Noosa that you're also at facilitating on the 17th, 18th, 19th or something like that. No, it's earlier than that. Add me on Facebook and then I'll, I'll post these events. I'm going to be facilitating more of the somatic therapy side of things and leading some play workshops um, just around intimacy, touch, consent, and getting into your body and really listening to what it is that you need and how to get in tune with what is it that I actually need and how can I communicate and what are my blockages. So just some of my favorite things to do, which is play. So do yeah, so those are the things that are coming up. And then yeah, one-on-one -on -one sessions, just contact me. I'm booking into October at this point, but I'll be in Darwin um, from the 17th, 19th-ish until 28th so if anybody's watching from darwin um you'll have to track me down to get a get a hold of me but uh breathe and tea which is jill briggs retreat space up there i'll be offering services out of there and we'll be collaborating on something during that time either a workshop or a couple day retreat kind of thing get to be exposed and then at some point i'll be up at uh, gia's beautiful space in kurai and collaborating again um, with this magical goddess on to see what it is that is meant to be brought to those sections of town. Thank you so much for creating the space um, to come and share uh, all of your wisdoms. Well, not all of them, you've got lots. <laughs> but sharing your wisdom and the beautiful messages that came through um, to be received by the people here. I'm really, really, really grateful um, to have you on the podcast and um, really witness you and see you and thank you from the bottom of my heart. Mm -hmm. And thank you for having me. It's been a blessing and yeah, always love spending time with you and sharing and seeing what synergy, what part of the files request to come out to be articulated to yeah. unlock some keys so mm -hmm. keep exploring keep being open and yeah if you need me you'll find me <laughs> i will link all of naomi's um uh, 
website and social media on to the description below um, on Spotify and on YouTube. Um, and it will also be available. There'll be a snippet on Facebook and Instagram. And so you can um, find the full recording and follow her. And um, thank you for listening, sending love and um, peace until next time.